Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. In today's episode, I'm absolutely delighted to have Andrew Pollard on the podcast. Andrew is a highly experienced, results-driven CEO with a strong track record in organisation transformation, change and real estate management. He helps organisations create value, drive savings and ensuring the delivery of superior performance. Almost superhuman, he is both a lawyer and a chartered surveyor uh, and has worked on some really interesting pieces of work for Place Partnership, BD Group, BD Energy Limited and is the uh, the chair of sustainability in the West Midlands. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you're very busy, but thank you for making the time to speak to us this morning. Many thanks, Matt. Uh, what an introduction. I'm not sure I can quite live up to that one, but I'll try. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be here and, and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, the local authority trading company environment is a an endlessly fascinating uh, world, uh, one that I've been involved in for the last eight years. And uh, I think it continues to change and evolve, uh, Matt. And, and I don't know whether that's your experience also, but it's certainly been what I've, I've seen o- over time, uh, Matt. And I think evolution uh, responsive to wider, uh, wider change in the world, economically and politically. So for those who at home that have never worked with a council before, um, have never heard of a, a LATCO, a local authority trading company, can you just explain what that is and why you would set one up? Mm. It's a really good, really good uh, opener. Um, so I suppose um, the roots of this go back to what is commonly termed austerity or the, the challenges to local authority budgets and the, 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 the 2011 Localism Act, which really gave um, fuel to local authorities to trade, um, to look at how they might do things differently. Um, local authorities have always had the ability to trade. I, I, I came across um, a long time ago, there's a 1947 act, would you believe, that uh, uh, deals with uh, local authorities setting up restaurants for, uh, for, for trading purposes and charging commercially for it. So there's always been some of that, um, but I think um, what Austerity did was really focused minds on this and um, opened the door to different ways of of working uh, different ways of operating um, local authority budgets have been squeezed we we, we know that and uh, really since the 1980s more control exercised from the center um, in terms of how budgets get uh, dispersed um, and and so uh, there's this constant challenge in the local authority world between capital and generally local authorities are quite capital rich and revenue and generally it's revenue that's strained. Now in terms of the revenue uh, side of of life, um, councils have certain statutory things that are an obligation for them. So things like adult services, children's services. And so once that's um, addressed, what's left for perhaps the services that authorities see uh, or or perhaps the the, the services that uh, the public sees as 
as being uh, core to them, uh, so emptying bins, sweeping the streets and, and so on, uh, that tends to be where the, the pressure is. And, and so if you can find a mechanism and a LACO, a low authority trading company, is a mechanism to uh, improve effectiveness and efficiency there, you can begin to help square the challenge that all local authorities have on the revenue account. So that, that's essentially it. Now, of course, you don't have to set up a company for this. There are other structures available. It's just that a company is such a flexible thing legally and is well understood. So I, I hope there I've, I've sort of covered um, the sort of dimensions as to how we got to the growth in LACOs, and there's su such a large number now, and uh, the reason behind it, and um, what some of the pressures are, Matt. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, so in your opinion, what are the the challenges and the pitfalls that, um, you know, the leaders of local government and, and chief executives may experience if they were trying to set one of these up or had one running at the moment, um, potentially yeah. not at an optimum level? So uh, I've so I've, I've been been involved as, as chief executive of two of these, one which I set up with a number of different public authority partners and uh, uniquely with central government cabinet office support. And that was based partnership. And so that was set up from scratch. Or rather, I, I my task was to work with the different authorities to do that. And that presents in itself challenges over partnership working uh, and collaboration, collaboration. Uh, and then another, which BD group, which I came to later, um, had already been set up uh, and was trading, had been trading for a while. Um, but I think I think if we look at sort of structure, so the decision to commercialise a service or the decision to, to to insource, in essence, rather than send to a, a third party external provider, which is what outsourcing is um, uh, once you've made that decision um, how you what vehicle you use almost wants to come later in the day so I go back to the, the time when I used to set up property funds because I've come to the local government world late in life I I had a commercial um, uh, a commercial career very much commercial and also involving private equity then I decided that I really wanted to get involved in community focused services and I always used to say when you set up a property fund or property vehicle, the structure that you choose, that wants to be almost the last thing that you you decide on. Uh, what's much more important is to think about purpose, why you're doing it uh, and what you want out of it. And, you know, I would always recommend before you embark on something like that, whether it's a property fund or whether it's starting a LACO, that the participants, whether it's one or more, just set down on a single side of A4, what it's for, what they want, what the objective is and what the time frame is. And if you've got that set down um, and, and, and it's clear and everybody's signed up to that, then there can be little arguments as time goes on, because as time goes on, there's a tendency for, for, for people to review things, people change, you know, particularly in local governments um, uh, and political environments, people change, decision makers change. So it's really important from the get go, I think, to, to be clear on what you want from this, because there's a cost in the establishment. Uh, and, and sometimes that's a hidden cost because uh, it's often a cost in management time involved in the setup. 
Um, and 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 so once you've got that clear, you can get a team together, a professional team um, who will then lead that venture, a uh, management team, and entrust in them that they will play their part in delivering on that. I think that's that's absolutely key here. Um, so that's that's really from something that's new. Um, it's a little harder something that's already established where that those guide rails are not there in quite the same way or perhaps there have been changes and then it's much more a question i think of working with different stakeholders and and uh, um, working through with them those objectives but again being clear about it because there's it, it's not a cost-free position matt absolutely and i think it's one of those things that you know if you are considering going down the the route of setting up a lat go as a, a local authority it's having that clarity at the outset, as you said there, because whenever we talk about transformation on this show, and, and to a degree, setting up a LACO is a transformation of how you're running a service. Simplicity, it really, simplicity it really is. is key. It really is, yeah. Um, and, and, and that transformation, so it can't be a lift and shift, or rather, if it is a lift and shift from the council to a LACO, something has gone wrong, because, as I say, there is a cost to it. So in designing the architecture for this, you, you want to have a look at um, operational performance. You want to have a look at productivity. You want to have a look at KPIs. Uh, you want to have a look at how you can... Uh, turn turn this into a revenue generator, ideally, to help square that circle. That the, the point I, I mentioned earlier on. Um, uh, pensions is always such a controversial issue uh, in local government, but you 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 want to have a look at those things. So so uh, if it's going to be a lift and shift, I'd say it's not worth doing. Um, it, it, this needs to be transformative. So you you want to be clear on that, and 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 that's why um, spending some time at the outset. Uh, is time well spent interesting what do you think are the the um the main opportunities that uh setting up a LATCO provides an organization mm. yeah i mean i i, I i'm going to pick on pick on something that uh, uh so I, I touched on in, in, in my last in my last response really matt and so i i i think people talk about commercialization of the service what do they mean so so really this is councils are set up for the benefits of um the public for 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 those who live within the community that the council serve serves so uh, to be commercial i think what's what's meant by that is to think about performance in terms of uh, kpi measures uh, output and so forth and that requires a lot of collaborative efforts with a, a lot of stakeholders um, generally speaking the workforce won't welcome um, uh, the formation of a LACO so you've got to if you're going to lead a LACO you've got a, a challenge already from the from the get-go because generally um, your workforce will have been with the council for many years uh, both the vehicles I've led uh, they've had a long established workforce. Um, many of them have been there 20, 30, even 40 years. Uh, and they joined the council and they joined the council for particular reasons. And, and uh, one of the big reasons is uh, to know that they're part of a community focused service. So that's got to be at the heart. It's got to remain at the heart 
but you need to open up conversations around change and uh, it's always a, an uncomfortable thing. Um, uh, I, I'm going to reference actually something that uh, I picked up in holiday reading. I, I don't know whether you've ever come across the four personality types, uh, red, yellow, green and blue. Um, Thomas Erickson describes those so well. Uh, most people are green. Most people who work in the council are green. They're looking for stability uh, and continuity. Uh, his his books are always worth a, a read if if you have a chance. And and uh, it's the, it's quite opposite to the private equity world that I I worked in once before, where perhaps most people are red. You can get the impression of it. And so it's it's about bringing bringing people together and 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 letting them see there is a different way and the drivers are different too. So in the private sector world, um, uh, folks expect to get bonuses for performance. In the public sector world, that can be a challenge, and there has to be a way through that. So navigating the path um, towards commerciality uh, has many challenges attached to it. The other one I mentioned, pensions. So really, um, when you work for a local authority, one of the key benefits is a is a public sector pension and they're really good. Uh, there's no question about that, but they're also costly. And there's an opportunity when you set up a LACO to do something different. It does mean a two-tier workforce. That itself presents challenges, um, but it can be navigated. And certainly we did so at Place Partnership very successfully when working with all of the stakeholders. Um, and I think that that's the key is you're going to lead or you're going to participate in a in, in LACCO, where the formational management, it's stakeholder relationship building and then management skills that are at the heart of that. Absolutely. <laughs> One question I have for yourself, Andrew, with this is, is why did you make that transition? I mean, uh, you talked about wanting to, you know, do more community orientated work, but what drives you to, to do these very demanding roles? Yeah, I, so I'd, I'd had a, a long career in industry um, and latterly in, in a couple of private equity bank ventures. And I think I got to a, a, a stage in my career where I thought it, I, we all we all are part of communities uh, at the end of the day. And um, for us to prosper collectively, um, uh, it's important that we we uh, we, we remember that. And, and I wanted to put something back um, uh, into communities and help develop communities from the ground up. Most LACCOs actually um, have a property in place making um, parts of them. And, and, and certainly that's the case in the ones that I've been involved with. So um, the opportunity to uh, create, develop, lead, um, a new a new one place partnership with a number of different authorities police fire councils and cabinet office and help shape uh, place was too good to miss and and, and uh, an endlessly fascinating thing um, so many uh, elements to it probably more uh, of a challenge than you get in most private sector roles uh, and I think actually working in local government um, provides more challenge um, in most roles than, in the, than than private sector roles do and that's one of the attractions of it so you can blend that public and private, um, but also um, work in an environment which you know is benefiting people in communities. And that's really good. I do think, though, that you have to want to work in in in, in political organisations and those where politics plays a, a key a key part uh, to be able to do that. Matt. That's, yeah, I absolutely agree. And you know, I'm always struck by the quality and the commercialism of People at different levels in councils, particularly within the leadership teams, um, because, you know, you don't do it for the money. Um, but the reward 
and the what you take away from that, knowing that if a LATCO succeeds, it can help fund children's services with the profits of that is is an absolutely incredible thing. And uh, it, it's fantastic. And my last question for you, Andrew, on this, I ask all leaders on this um, series, why do you think local government is important? It, it, it is absolutely vital um, uh, to our economic um, and social well-being in every way um, that those that live in a particular community can take decisions or play a part in the decision making as to how their community is is shaped. So everything that, um, that, that, that is done by local authorities is for the benefit of the communities they serve. And those communities have that, that ability to, to, to shape change um, and strategy um, at the ballot box. So there's a direct link then uh, between the people and the decisions, or there should be. And I think that's why it's endlessly fascinating um, and rewarding at the same time. Um, you know that if you're an officer in a council, or if you're a leader of a LATCO or working in LATCO, that what you're doing makes a difference each and every day in terms of the range of services being performed and their way, the way they're being performed. So that that's why I got involved, and that's why I think it's it's a sector that uh, uh, is of constant interest and challenge, and 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 um, ought to be perhaps more prominent and attractive um, on the recruitment side but that's more one for you Matt than, than for me. Uh, <laughs> the bit for me which I I do I do think with LATCOs are the future is that it essentially frees up and, and, and enables councils to act with freedom across procurement and the the way in which they tackle challenges uh, in, in a way that's easier for them than if they were constrained by some of the uh, the rules that are there obviously to protect the the public purse that are there within local government so but andrew i want to say thank you so much for taking time to speak to us about this very pertinent issue thank you so much thanks Matt. you've been listening to andrew pollard on the truth about local government podcast with myself have a great day and i uh, look forward to speaking to you soon the truth about local government podcast is proud to endorse suso a charity set up to support people from disadvantaged and diverse backgrounds finding roles in entry-level positions within local government legal services. If you are interested in supporting this course, please find details in the link below. Suso, stand up, speak out. You have been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Remember, your local council does some amazing work, but you can help. So remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing. If you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five-star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout-out of excellent work being done by a local authority, or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at truthaboutlocalgovernment at gmail.com truth about local government. Local government is at the heart of what we do.